Thanks to Buffy for supporting The Secret Room. For $20 off your Buffy comforter, visit Buffy.co and enter promo code SECRET. Thanks to BetterHelp for supporting The Secret Room. For 10% off your first month, go to BetterHelp.com secret. <laughs> What's your secret? So I was at my parents' house and talking to my mom when I mentioned how much I love these metal birds that have been in my mom's house for years. I feel like she's always had these birds. And she dropped her voice to a whisper and says to me, I never told your father, but my ex-boyfriend gave those to me 45 years ago. Oh my God. 45 years ago. (laughs) According to her, she liked them so much she just couldn't get rid of them. And she made me promise to never tell my father. Yeah, she shared that with me recently after all these years. (laughs) I'm gonna go eat something. Hi, Ben. Mark, how are you? It's been nothing but rain here, but then that's typical of Scotland. <laughs> oh my gosh. Rain can be cosy. Not when it happens as often, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I hope you're dry. Yep. Today, Mark enters the secret room with a story from his childhood. 20 years ago. When he was about six years old. My name is Mark, and my secret is I feel guilty and ashamed about something my mother's boyfriend made me do when I was a kid. And I'm also really lucky my cousin survived it. Something terrible happened that evening. Something beyond Mark's control. That was the night where everything changed. Yeah. It was an event that still haunts him today, but one that also touches other people in his family. What have you said to your mom about it? You know, when she calls you and cries. I'm not, I'm not the best uh, social person. And we'll find out if there's any salvation at all for Mark. I wonder if maybe your mom could say something. It's a lot of dark memories and uh, she doesn't like to go there. She's quite an emotional person, so one mention of it and she'd she'd crumble down in tears. This is The Secret Room, a podcast about the stories no one ever tells. I'm Ben Ham. Hi Mark, welcome to The Secret Room. Hi Ben. Thank you so much for joining me and coming here to share your, your very personal story. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Could we start just by getting an introduction to what your family makeup was like when you were a kid? Yeah, when I I was a kid, uh, I lived at home with my mum, who was a single parent, and my big brother and my wee brother. Uh, At the time, when I was about six and eight, um, I lived with my mum's boyfriend and his son. And where was your father? Uh, My dad was living about a mile away. Him and my mum broke up due to alcoholism. He was a big fan of football. Okay. How old were you when they split up? Oh, this before before I can remember. I'm guessing about two. You don't have any memories of growing up with your father in the house? No. And when did your mother's boyfriend uh, enter the picture? I think about a year, two years after they split up with my dad. And you just said that you were living... With your mom's boyfriend? Well, he was living with us, with his son as well. So you and your mom and your mom's boyfriend and your wee brother were all living together in one household? 
Yep. And my mum's boyfriend's son, all in the one household. Wow. Yeah, and three bedrooms. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. How were the family dynamics? I am, I think, just the same as mo- every other family, really. The squabbles between the brothers, constantly fighting with each other. The stressed out single mum trying to keep three nightmare kids in, her, in line. <laughs> right. <laughs> you were a bit of a handful. That, that's, that's an understatement. I was a nightmare of a kid looking back. <laughs> okay. My brother, he he had a lot of issues with uh, speech. And he, he struggled to just formulate uh, sentences. We we think that was due to my my wee brother's dad, mum's boyfriend, at the time. How so? A lot of sort of mental abuse that you would direct towards my big brother. Mm. I used to have to walk up to the shop owners and buy stuff for him because you'd be too scared to walk up and pay for something. And so you said he suffered mental abuse. Do you base that on, you know, on anything you witnessed in the household? I actually remember this one because this is one that he done to me as well. It was both of us. He would wait till it's like two, three o'clock in the morning when it's really dark and he would sort of run up and down the corridor on his hands and legs and make it sound like there's some sort of creature coming up the hall. It it doesn't really sound that bad now that I'm saying it. At the time, it was really terrifying. Hmm, Why do you suppose he wanted to scare you guys so badly? I think he thought it was funny, to be honest. He's found some sort of humour in it. He would do other stuff like take us outside through the back door and he would lock the back door and lock us out the back in the back gardens at night time. So he thought that was funny. You you were all locked outside and, and you had no way to get in. Yeah, you would leave us there for a few hours. Sounds kind of dangerous. Yeah. You guys should be in bed at that time. Yeah, exactly, yeah. How was the weather? Was it cold? Yeah, I, rem- I remember being really cold. And I had, I, had a, I had a fear of the dark as well, so my, I remember seeing monsters in the trees, so I was that scared. So you'd be stuck out there for hours, and what, what would you do? I remember just banging on the door, to be honest. I don't, hmm. don't really remember much. Was your mom aware this was going on? Uh, well, she, she actually worked uh, night shifts in Sainsbury's in a supermarket. Well, so he'd take the opportunity of her absence to terrorize you guys. Yeah, pretty much. And my mum never had a clue that any of this was going on. Well, so I take it you never mentioned it to your mum? I think we'd have mentioned a couple of things, and my mum just sort of dismissed it and didn't think it was anything to worry about. Like, like if, I, if I told her he's running up and down the corridor making noises and pretending to be a monster, it might not necessarily raise alarms. Yeah, on the face of it, it doesn't, doesn't sound that bad, but in context, along with everything else and with... How frequently it happened, it, it paints a different picture. Yep. What else went on? So there was a specific time I remember where my mom's boyfriend Craig was making his cereal in the morning and he gave us all a bowl and the bowl that he gave my big brother was a really flimsy plastic bowl and he, he handed it to my big brother and as he went to grab it, the cereal spilled everywhere. His reaction to that was to grab my big brother and hit his face off the corner of the couch, the the arm of the couch. And as a result, caused a lot of damage to my big brother's teeth and he had to go and get braces. It wasn't long after that, the speech issues started to come out. Sounds like a really, really difficult environment for kids to be in. Yeah. 
I think that that's the main reason why I've got anxiety because I've I've always had really low sort of self worth and always worried about how people perceive me. And and I think that with all the the sort of stuff that happened in the house at at the time, I remember going to school and seeing all the sort of parents and stuff picking up their kids, and I always thought I was a, a tad jealous in a sense. I was sort of like ashamed so I would try and keep it to myself and in turn I ended up sort of isolating myself for most of primary school. I think I had like two, three friends and they ended up leaving. And why? Knowing my luck. Various reasons. One, his dad was a minister so they had to move to Switzerland and as a result the other one that I was friends with sort of went their own separate way and I was left with one for primary school for the last couple mm-hmm. of years. And did you have any depression or or suicidal thoughts? I've been dealing with depression for years, to be honest, Ben. I think when I was about 13, 14, I went through like a really strong bout of depression. The main cause for concern was when I tried to cut my wrists. Although luckily for me though, I wasn't I, w- I wasn't the smartest kid at that age, so I, d- I didn't go for the veins. When you cut your wrists, what were you hoping to achieve? I'm not really sure. I remember going through my mind just wanting to feel something. I kind of felt really numb. Who found you after you had cut your wrists? My gran actually found me. She used to work for the Samaritans, so she, she deals with people that need help with suicide and all this kind of stuff as well, and she managed to talk, really just talk some sense into me, to be honest. Was it a close call? I mean, were you were you close to death? No, I just had a lot of blood, but like I said, I wasn't smart enough to go for the vein, I went for the other side of my arm. Right. Oh, okay. So there was it, was, it was more just superficial <laughs> wounds than anything serious. <laughs> well, that's fortunate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness for my ignorance. So your grandma talked some sense into you, and what? Yeah. What did she say? I can't. I can't remember exactly what she said, but I do remember the one phrase she said: "That it doesn't matter what other people think of you. You need to be yourself. If you're comfortable with yourself, only then can you then be comfortable around other people." Oh, how smart is she? That's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, Mark, I think we're coming up to, you know, the night of of your secret, pretty quick here. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, it's a really, a really tough night. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was. Yeah. That was the night where everything changed. Yeah. What happened that night and how everything changed when the secret room continues in a moment? But first, I want to ask you one question. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or prevents you from achieving your goals? You deserve to be happy and better help online counseling is there for you when you need it. The professionals who work through BetterHelp are licensed and credentialed therapists who are certified by their state's board to provide therapy and counseling 
you connect with your professional counselor from wherever you want in a safe and private online environment. You don't have to drive anywhere, and you don't have to wait a long time for an appointment. It's convenient, and when you need to talk to someone, BetterHelp can provide that support quickly in your own space. Your sessions can be scheduled for secure video or phone, whatever works for you. You can even chat and text with your therapist. Get help on your own time, and what you share with your BetterHelp therapist is confidential. And if you ever want to talk to someone different, for whatever reason, you can request a new therapist anytime, and there's no additional charge. BetterHelp's licensed professional counselors specialize in a broad range of areas, including depression, relationships, sleeping, and trauma. I have a special for Secret Room listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com secret. Fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor. Start communicating in under 24 hours. That's betterhelp.com secret for 10% off your first month. Can you tell me how the how the evening started? So I remember it was I'm guessing around about six, seven o'clock at night and in the house was my mum's boyfriend, Craig, my big brother, my mum's boyfriend's son, my cousin, Greg, and obviously myself and two other adults. One of them was my uh, mum's boyfriend's brother. Essentially, I was I was trying to draw some eagles. I always remember I really liked to draw birds of prey. So I was sitting in the corner of the room drawing my pictures of birds of prey. And my mum's boyfriend and the other two adults were encouraging a fight between my big brother and my mum's boyfriend's son. Your your mom is out at Sainsbury's at this time, right? Yep. This seems like kind of a an odd thing to do to encourage two kids to fight. It, it, had this happened before? No, no. This is this is the first I, I remember it. Really? And you know what? What were they thinking? Why? I mean, obviously, you're just a kid. You can't get into their heads. But I'm presuming that they were drinking alcohol and they were just wanting a laugh, and they thought oh, encourage them, and one thing led to another, and next thing you know, they're, they're encouraging the two kids to fight. Wow. Did they fight? Yeah, yeah. They were they were fighting and rolling around on the floor and punching each other. And then it, it seems like my mum's boyfriend just thought that that wasn't entertaining enough, so he decided to try and get me involved. My goodness. At the time, obviously, me being really quiet, I, I didn't really show much interest in it. Like, my big brother and my cousin, they'd, they'd sort of wrestle every now and then, but not to the extent of that night. That night, they were causing actual, like, damage to each other. And I, I've never been the kind of kid to sort of roll around and have wrestles. So they they tried to encourage me in and they were, I remember them sort of chanting and trying to get me encouraged to actually go in and fight. And I stormed out the room and I remember running straight into my mum's bedroom and grabbing our tap dancing high heels. They tap dancing high heels, they've got the big heel on them and they've got a metal stud on the end. And I went through into the living room and I hit my cousin square on the head with the heel of the tap dancing shoe. 
Oh my god, that could not have been good. Definitely not. I, to this day, I still don't really understand what I was thinking. Like, why I thought that would solve problems or stop. Don't, don't really understand why I done it, to be honest. Well, there was a lot of chaos in the house. You've got out-of-control adults in charge. Yeah. And they're provoking you, egging you on, and goading you. And you responded. You were just a kid. Yeah, I suppose. I need to remember that I was just a kid. Yeah. So you hit your cousin in the head with the, the end of this steel-studded high heel. High heel, yeah. And w what happened to him? So I remember the shoe sticking out of his head, for one. It was stuck in his head. It was actually stuck in his head. Like it's not like it was just resting on his head. Oh, what a nightmare! And there was quite a lot of blood, but it wasn't. It wasn't like squirting out. So sort of blood that wasn't like the movies, and you see it all squirting. But I remember the tone of that entire night just changed instantly. Yeah. The everybody just got so serious, and they rushed into the bathroom, and they ended up taking out the shoe from his head, and there was just this big gaping hole. And then, and then he went, and then he got rushed to hospital. Sure. Well, I'm glad some good sensibilities prevailed. Yep. So he went to the hospital. Where Where were you? Were you left at home? Yeah, I was left at home. So what happened to him? So, as far as I'm aware, he only just got some superficial wounds. He had to get stitches in his head. It was a close call. I mean, if a high heel, steel-studded high heel into someone's head, there's a, there's a good chance that it could have been a, an inch or two away from being death, really. Yeah, it could be a very serious injury. Yep. So I'm, I'm really lucky that it was nothing serious. To be honest, I don't know if I could live with myself if I had done something that serious to someone. I mean, it's a terrible burden. Don't even want to imagine. It's a terrible burden that you carry even though he was okay. Yeah. With the what ifs, really. Did the adults try to get you in trouble for this? Since you were the one that wielded, you know, the high heel? What happens when Mark's mom learns about the night's events? When the secret room continues? In just a moment. Did you know you have an option to use earth-friendly and cruelty-free bedding at your home? You can get it from Buffy with a discount for Secret Room listeners. Buffy's bedding products are 100% plant-based, better for you and better for Mother Earth. My producer Susie recently got a Buffy Breeze comforter, and she loves it so much that I had to get one too. It's on my bed, and it is awesome. It's filled with 100% eucalyptus fiber, which makes it breathable and able to regulate temperature. And here's a personal reveal. I'm kind of a hot sleeper and I do not overheat under this comforter. It is just what I needed. And the Buffy Breeze comforter is super soft, which helps make bedtime such a pleasure. Another plus I should mention is that it's hypoallergenic. And if you're like me, you're gonna appreciate the high thread count that shuts out dust, mold, and mites for a healthier sleeping environment. I enjoy the Buffy Breeze comforter every night and I recommend it. Buffy makes it easy for you to get on board too. You can try one on your own bed for free, and if you don't love it, return it at no cost. And just for my listeners, for $20 off your Buffy comforter, visit Buffy.co and enter promo code SECRET 
That's Buffy.co, promo code SECRET, for $20 off. By the time my mum was back from her night shift in Sainsbury's, the whole situation was still going on, he was still in hospital and stuff, so then that's when my mum caught wind of what was going on, and as soon as she caught wind, it was like, bye, you're out, you're gone. She kicked the boyfriend out? Yep. Thank goodness for mom. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that guy was not a good influence on your household. I mean, obviously. No, definitely not. So my mum obviously lives with this constant regret, and every now and then she breaks down and I get a phone call from her with all this regret of the stuff that happened to us as a kid, and she just never seen it. So that was the first time that she found out what was going on while she was at work? Yep. It was like it was like instantly she just connected all the dots and it was like no what a realization for that poor woman she must have felt so guilty that this was all going on under her own roof and she had no idea uh, yeah I can only imagine the levels of guilt if I was in my mom's situation what have you said to your mom about it you know when she calls you and cries I'm I'm not I'm not the best uh, social person, so I'm I'm a horrible person to phone in these kind of situations. I just reassure her that I would have I would have missed the same tales in that same situation. As soon as she found out what was happening, she stopped it, and that's what matters. Wow. Does your cousin have any anger towards you about that night? I don't know. We've never spoken since. I think we might have had like an odd conversation if I've seen him walk around. Because he would have moved out with. With the boyfriend. Yep. How was life after that? Remember it being really grey, dull and flatlined. I don't I, I remember my mum being really upset for quite a long time. Did you feel a relief? Yeah, de- uh, definitely, yeah. It was it was good to get rid of him. I never really realised that's what abuse was. It's it was only in hindsight, but at the time I remember all these things and I'm thinking to myself, it's good that this isn't happening again. Was there ever an opportunity to take legal action against your mom's boyfriend? There was. My my mum actually brought it to our attention. So we sat down with my mum, my big brother and myself and we discussed if we were going to take legal action and my big brother didn't want to. So I, I just agreed with him at the time. I said it was fine. But in hindsight, there, there is a lot of regret in a sense, for not pursuing legal action. Because Mama's boyfriend, Craig, when he moved away, he actually moved in with another woman and had, I think it was two kids, and then stayed there for a few years, and then he moved away somewhere else and met another woman, and now I think he's got another four. I think the main regret for me is that have I just turned my back on those kids that might be going through the same thing, if not worse? I mean... You just don't know. I'd chosen not to pursue legal action. What would the legal action have been based on? What would the charge against him have been? I believe it would be child abuse, but to be honest, I'm not sure because I was like, I think, what, 13, 14 at the time, so I never knew the specifics. It was more just a case of my mum said, would you like to pursue this? I decided to be a sheep and follow my big brother because I never really knew what that meant. Or how, how that would pan out. And I've got a whole load of regret for that. Well, you were still quite young. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
just I just hope that he hasn't been doing it to other kids. And if he has been doing it to to other kids, then in that sense, I kind of wish I did pursue legal action. Just like I say, and it's all these what ifs that just keep playing over and over. It just drives me insane sometimes. Why do you think your mom didn't pursue legal action? I mean, she was the adult. She didn't want to stress us. That was her main argument for bringing it to the table and making my my big brother and me decide. She didn't want us to go through this whole thing again if we didn't want to. And this is part of your secret that you're wrecked with this guilt that there's this predator out there who has six more children. Yeah. You're concerned that he could be abusing them. Definitely. And the guilt of that am I condoning him to do that? Well, not necessarily condoning, but allowing him to do it when I could have put a stop to it, just to make sure that nothing would ever happen. So, Mark, how do you know that he has other children if you're not in contact with him? Because my my, my wee brother, he's also the son of my mum's boyfriends. For a long time, right. he tried to get in contact with his dad and actually go on like, wee trips and visit his dad. So my my brother tried his best to keep in contact with his dad and we constantly telling him that he's a waste of space. You don't want to be in contact with him, but at the end of the day, it's my brother's dad and if he wants to go and meet up with his dad, then he can do so. Right. Nowadays, though, he's clocked on and realised that his dad's a waste of space. Like, every year, he, he would get this toy that would cost about £10, £15 and that would be his Christmas and his birthday from his dad. And his dad would always cancel on him and would go months without speaking to him. All these family events are happening and my wee brother would never get invited. You know, I know you're carrying this this burden about what could be happening to your mom's boyfriend's children. Yep. Have you ever thought about reaching out to them or reaching out to the mothers of his children and saying something? I've... I've not, to be honest. I, I don't really know what I would say. Well, you could say the dad mentally and physically abused me as a kid, and I'm just concerned that that could be happening to your children. Just wanted you to know. Just a thought. <laughs> I suppose. When, <laughs> when, when you put it like that, you make it sound so easy. <laughs> Yeah, it's not easy, is it? I did think about it, but I was worried that I would come out the enemy. I've been in situations where you know something that they don't and you try and tell them and you end up becoming the enemy. It could put you in hot water for sure. Yep. I wonder if maybe your mom could say something. Possibly, but I I don't think my mom would do that. It's a lot of dark memories and she doesn't like to go there. She's quite an emotional person, so one mention of it and she'd... Just crumble down in tears. In the United States, we have something called Child Protective Services. I wonder, Scotland, if you have uh, an agency, a government agency like that, that might be able to look into it. I'm, I'm sure we do. Childline, you've got that. You can phone in the UK. What a tough burden to bear for you. I'm glad that you survived. Yeah, more so I'm glad my cousin survived. I'm happy for that as well. What a terrible, terrible memory. Yep. Uh, what an awful situation you were put in. Yep. Are there any good memories of your mother's ex-boyfriend? I have one good memory. When he took me down to England in a lorry for his work. 
and just just for a drive driving through the night and you had a good time yep and that that's like the only good memory i've ever got everything else is just abuse really how many people know this full story mark um no one aside aside from my mum my big brother and me no one my, my wee brother doesn't even know why did you want to share it here in the secret room I just, I just had a, a lot of guilt, and I thought, you know, you hear the people saying that talking is therapy, and therapy is good. Uh, if I share my story, then maybe help me understand the situation and the choices I've made a bit better. Just talking it through. Well, I thank you very much for sharing your story with us. Thanks a lot, Ben. I wish you a lot of peace with this, and hope you come to the resolutions you're seeking. It's appreciated. We leave Mark, now a grown man, still dealing with the echoes of one teenage night when he was goaded by drunk and irresponsible adults to do something terrible, and he's haunted by the possible consequences of his own inaction during the ensuing years. But as awful as that night might have been, it was a catalyst for change. Mark's mother, debilitated to this day by guilt born of ignorance, did do the right thing when she learned of the abuse. She removed the bad actor from their lives. If there is any good at all to be mined from Mark's experience, that is the silver lining. There's a, a photograph of me and my big brother and my wee brother, probably about two, three years after the, after the time this happened. See Mark's picture now on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search at Secret Room Pod. This podcast was made possible with the care and attention of our talented staff, Susie Lark, Sashel Brooks, Alessandro Nigro, and Lisa Alex. Music and theme by Breakmaster Cylinder, and Chet is the sound engineer. Do you have a delectable secret you need to share with the world? Drop it off at our website, secretroompod.com. We'll be back, as always, in just two weeks. This is The Secret Room. A podcast about the stories no one ever tells. I'm Ben Ham. Pod on. Pod on. So your your grand's words had real impact on you, huh? So, so that talked me into being myself, being really unique, which is don't see many people driving around in Scotland with two ferrets in a backpack <laughs> on a motorbike. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so you're comfortable in your own skin. Yeah, definitely. There's still underlying anxiety and depression, but I do feel like I deal with it a lot better with the words that my gran had taught me over the years.